0: God, ladies and gentlemen You are an awesome God What a great song And we're going to start a little something different today
1: Here we go He died on that cross And they nailed him They put the nails in his hands And you know what he said Forgive them, they know not what they do Forgive them Could you forgive somebody that's putting nails in your hands and you know you didn't deserve it? He didn't squirm, he didn't yell, he didn't scream. He just took it and said, Lord, forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. That's how he confronted the violence of his death. And then on the cross, said, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? And then he dropped his head and said, it's finished. What did he mean? He meant your plan of salvation was finished. God can now forgive you of all your sins because Jesus had finished God's plan for your salvation. When he died on that cross. Ladies and gentlemen, he didn't squirm.
0: He didn't scream, he didn't shout, he just took it. That was a really hard part to hear. He didn't shout, he didn't squirm, he didn't scream. He just took it. So that you could go and be reconciled with God in heaven like it was originally planned to be. He didn't shout, he didn't scream, he didn't squirm, he didn't yell. He just took it. And for that, we are eternally grateful to Jesus of Nazareth, the Messiah, our Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Rise Up. The show that starts off the day here at LFA TV as we are not a 24-hour network. We start at 9 a.m. and we end at 8 p.m. as of right now. Every day, Monday through Friday. We also have weekend content as well. So if you're new here, please subscribe to the channel. First of all, you need a profile to do that. It's absolutely free. Hit that bell notification so that you're notified every time that we go live. Download the app the Rumble app, so that you can watch there as well, but you can also download the LFATV network app on your mobile device. And today on this episode number 148, we're going to be talking about a nation refreshed and restored. And if history repeats itself, and if the Antichrist has not emerged, And ladies and gentlemen, I think history is about to repeat itself with once again a blessed, refreshed, and restored nation. Can I get an amen in the live chat and the permanent comment section below? I'm so incredibly grateful that I listened to the Lord when he said to do this show. Because I was rejecting the notion of doing the show five days a week. I was rejecting the directive to make my personal private relationship with Jesus and my father in heaven public to all of you. I didn't want to do any of that. Not all of it, but I'm glad I did. Because as we've made it through 148 mornings here together, I've got to tell you, I've never felt so close to God as I do every day at 9 a.m., with all of you. I get to leave my family at home. Pray over the home. Come here. And join my family here on LFA. And pray with you. What, how do you, how, what is a better way. To start out your day. What's a better way. I don't think there is. Now as the show evolves. It really doesn't evolve production-wise, does it? Pretty much look exactly the same as we did when we started. But we evolve in our relationship with Jesus, and we are so further from the day we started with our walk with God. I look back now, and I can barely see the beginning. InfoWars says, I still need you. We've got a lot of work to do. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. F. Graves says, Amen, and I agree. I feel so much better when I can listen live. But if I can't, I listen the next day. Yeah, there's definitely something about it being live that's magical, isn't it? Eli, we're not even, we're just across 10 minutes, and we're already over 1,000 people watching on rumble.com alone. You can also watch us on Roku and Firestick if you have either of those just by downloading the Rumble app on those, on those devices and then just searching for LFA TV. You can listen to us on um, iHeartRadio, all podcast platforms across, the, uh, across the, gro- the globe. And again, like I said, you can watch us on our LFA TV app as well. And Philly Kid, you're right. It's the interaction with everybody. It's the interaction with everybody. That's, I think that's what makes it magical and what makes it special. So as we're 12 minutes past the hour, let's go to the Lord in prayer. Because I know that I normally wait until Fridays to show you a new Ray Comfort video. But normally he doesn't put them out on Monday nights. And he did last night. So we got a Ray Comfort video to watch today on a Tuesday. And I've got some other stuff to show you as well. But today we're going to be talking about a nation refreshed and restored. So keeping that in mind, in Jesus' name, let's go to our Father in prayer now. Lord, Father, God in heaven, dwelling in the third heaven, the second heaven, the first heaven, and here on earth, dwelling in our bodies and our souls. We look to you for guidance every day. And Lord, now that I can wake up every day and pray that your will is done, that you can use me as an instrument of heaven to further the kingdom of heaven, however you desire, my days are so much better. No more praying inward, but praying outward. Lord, as we talk about a nation being healed and restored and refreshed, Lord, we pray that if it is your will, that those listening today that are facing physical and spiritual ailments, that we together can waken the Holy Spirit in them so that they can feel joy, heavenly joy, and be validated that you are in their lives as well. Thank you. Thank you for giving us an opportunity to do our part, to meet you halfway so that you can turn your gaze upon our Christian nation once again. Lord, we thank you for that. Lord, please use me today through the Holy Spirit to achieve your will. Help guide me with the words that are going to be needed for the correct comprehension from everybody that listens and and watches And Lord, please direct them to do Your will in their lives as well. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. You know, I remember the very first time I prayed online. It was it was with Will Johnson. Jamie Castro says, or Castro says, needing some joy today. Well, you're in the right place. I can promise you that. The first time I ever prayed online was with Will Johnson. In 2016, and I, res- I remember, I've, I, I'm a performer, right? I'm an entertainer. I've been on the music stage. You know what I mean? I play instruments. I've always been a center of attention performer. No problem. No stage fright. I thrive when I can entertain. That's just who I am. And I can remember being so stage fright, having such stage fright, being so nervous to pray because I didn't know if I was going to mess it up. And I remember asking Will, Will, I don't know how to do it. And he said, there's no right or wrong way. Remember, for all those who were there seven years ago, do you remember that day? I said, Will, I don't know what to do. I don't want to screw it up. Will said, you can't. It's impossible. Just talk to God. And Will prayed with me and allowed me the comfort of being able to pray for the first time online. Later, it says, Jeremy, I'm confused. You prayed for the third heaven, the second heaven, the first heaven. I've not heard that. Can you explain it? Well, we actually went through it big time about what? Five shows ago, guys? I don't remember exactly what it was. And I don't have time to explain it today. But look into it. You'll know exactly what I mean. That's where God resides in the third heaven. It's throughout the Bible. But again, we will touch on it again someday. I just have too much to go through today. Uh, to go back and talk about it again but we explained it i think it was about five shows ago very very in depth about the first second and third heaven robbie says jeremy lfa tv is my daily magic which brings beautiful miracles even if small when i'm away i feel a bit empty without my lfa family thank you for the fellowship amen Ego Fight says, that makes me love Will even more. Now you know why I I refer to Will as my John the Baptist. He paved the way for me to become a Christian. He really did. I mean, I would have become a Christian without him. I'm sure God had plans. But he really was intricate in helping me find my way to Christ. Later, thank you. Covey says, I'm going to look that up as well. So, ladies and gentlemen, let's get right to it today. Um, I think the best thing for me to do today, to really start the day off correctly, is to go to the verse of the day today and read exactly what, I'm, what I mean. And then we'll come back uh, to to getting into the, the devotionals and the videos that I have set aside for you. Aloina says, Jeremy, I was there when you prayed with Will. That was awesome. So, you've been here for quite some time <laughs> quite some time wow all right ladies and gentlemen let's go to the uh, let's go to the uh, verse of the day today which I titled a nation refreshed and restored now in order to really understand this I'm going to read the verse then I'm going to read the verse in context then I'm going to read what I wrote about it that makes sense, okay? Here we go. Verse of the day, Joel 2, 18 and 19. Now we're going to go back and we're going to read before this, after I read this, but I have, to, I have to get you to understand why I picked this specific section out because it talks about a nation refreshed and restored after it's gone through hell on earth. Sound familiar? Joel 2, 18 and 19 says this. Then the Lord will be zealous for his land and pity his people. The Lord will answer and say to his people, Behold, I will send you grain and new wine and oil, and you will be satisfied by them. I will no longer make you a reproach among the nations. Now, that's talking about a nation being restored, a people being restored. Before I read what I wrote about this verse and this entire chapter, please let me read for you the entire chapter starting with 2-1. Okay? Joel 2, verse 1. Blow the trumpet in Zion... And sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble. For the day of the Lord is coming. For it is at hand. A day of darkness and gloominess. A day of clouds and thick darkness. Like the morning clouds spread over the mountains. A people come great and strong. The like of whom has never been. Nor will there ever be any such after them. Even for my, or Even for many successive generations. A fire devours before them, and behind them a flame burns. The land is like the Garden of Eden before them, and behind them a desolate wilderness. Surely nothing shall escape them. Their appearance is like the appearance of horses, and like swift steeds so they run. With a noise like chariots over mountaintops they leap, like the noise of a flaming fire that devours the stubble, like a strong people sent in a battle array." Before them, the people writhe in pain. All faces are drained of color. They run like mighty men. They climb the wall like men of war. Everyone marches in formation. And and they do not break ranks. They do not push one another. Everyone marches in his own column. Then thou... Though they lunge between the weapons, they are not cut down. They run to and fro in the city. They run on the wall. They climb into the houses. They enter the houses like a thief. The earth quakes before them. The heavens tremble. The sun and moon grow dark. And the stars uh, diminish their brightness. The Lord gives voice before his army. For his camp is very great. For strong is the one who executes his word. For the day of the Lord is great and very terrible. Who can endure it? Now we know what we're talking about. Talking about the day of the Lord. Now, I think that was the episode in which we spoke about the third heaven, which was the day of the Lord. So if you're looking back through the videos of Rise Up and you see anything that has to do with the day of the Lord, I believe that's the episode. Now, we're not done talking yet. A call to repentance. Ladies and gentlemen, what happened June of 2022 in this nation? A call to repentance. Repentance. What was the single event that caused God to once again turn his gaze towards our Christian nation built on the columns of Christianity? What was the event? Does anybody know? I'll tell you. The day that we decided that we have had enough of our nation Seeing what I just read to you was the day that Roe v. Wade was overturned. And the day that we said God's children are not for sale before Sound of Freedom came out. That was the day. When we decided that we were no longer going to allow our children to be murdered at a federal level. Now I know we got a lot of work to do. That was the day. That was the day that we decided we wanted healing. That was the day that we decided we wanted restoration. That was the day that we decided that we wanted a refreshed nation once again. I can promise you that was the day. Now, let me read verse 12 through 17. And that will lead right up to the moment in which I read the verse of the day today. A call to repentance. Now, therefore, says the Lord, turn to me with all your heart. We just heard about a nation being destroyed. We just read about a nation being consumed with fire and soldiers that you could never beat. A a nation being destroyed, a nation being demolished. But the Lord says, says, turn to me with all your heart, with fasting. And weeping. And mourning. So rend your heart and not your garments. Return to the Lord your God. For he is gracious and merciful. Slow to anger. And of great kindness. And he relents from doing harm. Who knows if he will turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him. A grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord your God. Blow the trumpet in Zion. Consecrate a fast. Call a sacred assembly. Gather the people. Sanctify the congregation. Assemble the elders. Gather the children and the nursing babies. Let the bridegroom go out From his chamber, let the priests who minister to the Lord weep between the porch and the altar and let them say, quote, spare your people, O Lord, and do not give your heritage to reproach, that the nations should rule over them. Why should they say among the peoples, where is their God? And that leads me to verse 18. Like I said, then the Lord will be zealous for his land and pity his people. The Lord will answer and say to his people, Behold, I will send you grain and new wine and oil and you will be satisfied by them. I will no longer make you a reproach among the nations. Sound familiar? Sound of freedom? Now I'm going to read for you what I wrote about this in my words. I chose this portion of the chapter because it's the moment that the nation in context had just experienced devastation, corruption, and destruction. The nation was about to be deleted from the face of the earth, but the people of the nation fell on their knees. And prayed for almighty God to turn his gaze back to the people and save and bless them once again. Sound familiar? Sound of freedom? When I was talking about abortion every day last year, people were getting tired of it. People were upset with me. People were over it. People said, stop beating a dead horse. They were emailing me, they were messaging me, they were complaining in the live chat for me to stop talking about overturning Roe v. Wade so much because it wasn't going to happen and I needed to get back to telling the news. Remember that, Eli? Do you all remember that? I took a lot of heat for that and it's okay. I'm not complaining. I understand why. Get back to the news, they said. I knew with all my heart that the news wouldn't matter at all if we could not get God to turn his attention back towards our once great Christian nation. None of it mattered. The news didn't matter. Politics didn't matter. The president didn't matter. The southern border didn't matter. Fentanyl didn't matter. None of it mattered. What would it have mattered? It's all temporary anyway. And since that day, since that day, we have been experiencing a Jesus revival like no other. Hollywood is crumbling. Writers are on strike. Amen. Disney is crumbling. Lowest attendance of all time, losing billions and billions of dollars. Human sex trafficking of children is being exposed. Sound of Freedom is crossing $100 million. Stores are taking down their Pride Month stuff out of fear of going bankrupt, and we are about to elect an elect and a man anointed by God in heaven. You see? Do you see? Nothing is going to happen, they say, Jeremy. We're getting worse. No, we're not. Everything is happening, and we're getting better. Every day. And if you can't see that, There's nothing wrong with you, but there's also, you're not seeing what's right. History repeats itself. And since we have not seen the antichrist even emerge yet, there is still time to make America great again by making America godly again. In Jesus name, we pray. Amen. And I'm not giving up on this country. 68% of this country still believes in the God of the Bible, Yahweh, Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. And we're going to give up? I don't think so. Giving up is not in my vocabulary. Not anymore. Not since 2016. And I will fight to the day of the Lord or my death. One of the two. For this nation, my children, and God's word. God's word first, actually. I will never give up. If I am the last person on earth facing death and all of you have even turned on me at that point, I will still fight until they kill me or until God takes me home. Amen. Now, I never know. I never know how powerful a morning verse is going to be until we do it. And I have to say right now, I am feeling a way that I haven't felt probably at all during rise up. Like I feel super connected with God today. Thank you, Arthur. God bless you, sir. Jeremy, Jesus anointed you for such time as this. I apologize for tearing up. I'm holding it back pretty good, but it's not because I'm sad It's because I'm starting to see everything. It only looks like it's getting worse because we are finally seeing it all get taken down. Boom! In God's hands, you are right. I mean, uh, VJ Jacobs, you're right. VJ Jacobs, you're right. That that, That right there is everything. Huggah says every day, just be joyful in the Lord and spend time with him. And he shows you and tells you that's exactly what's happening. The time I'm spending with him, he's telling me, he's showing me things not understood. He's showing me things not seen before, at least by me. History is repeating itself and God has turned his gaze back towards our nation. Don't disappoint him. Please do not disappoint him. Even Julie Green cries during her podcast, so don't hold back. Does she? I imagine she does. I mean, how can you not? How can you not when you're this close to God? Think about when we see him. Think about when we physically see him and we are in the presence of him in heaven. Oh, my I'm going to bawl and cry for joy for an eternity. Nothing new under the sun. Please let me know if you do believe that Trump is the anointed one and why. I so want to believe this, says Busted Beak. I'll tell you why. Not the anointed one, an anointed one. Been plenty of anointed. Why do I say Trump is anointed? Because the Bible says those who are in the spirit, those who are in the spirit of the Lord, nobody that sets a trap for them will be successful. Nobody that digs a pit for them will be successful. They will walk in the light of God and no attempt to destroy them will be successful. That the anointed will be wearing an armor of God. Have you seen them take him down yet? And how much have you seen Donald Trump talk about God since 2016 than prior to 2016? The more you see him, the more he mentions God. You're never too old to be close to Jesus Christ in heaven, ladies and gentlemen. Trump is God's modern David. I agree to a certain extent. He was sent to take down the giant, the swamp. No matter what, if you love God, it's a win, says Savvy Granny. Covered with the armor of God. And so that is why I believe that. Whoever asked that question, I'm sorry, I forgot who asked. That's why I believe that. Many, many things point to the fact that he's anointed, not the anointed that I would believe is Jesus, but he is an anointed person for sure. Let's read from one minute prayer for dads. Amy says, I feel like I failed my family now more than ever. Why? Because you're starting to now see the truth. Don't feel like you failed them. You've only failed if you give up. You've only failed if you give up. Never give up. Discipline. Deuteronomy 8.5 Know that in your heart that as a man dis- disciplines his son, the Lord your God disciplines you. Hold on a minute. Grammy, Jeremy, there's something different about you today. The Holy Spirit is all over you. It looks good and sounds good. God is moving and Rise Up will be the biggest Rumble show to come. Amen. Amy, her family needs our help, Jeremy. Financially? Is that, what's, is that what's happening? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hold off here. This is more important. I mean, not more important, but it's very important. Somebody looks like they need our help. No, Jeremy, there is more. I am sorry, Amy. I'm praying for you and your family. People have houses for rent. Not sure what's... Eli, can you see what's going on so I can... I sent an email, says Amy. Jeremy, Amy needs help. Okay. Okay. Where'd you send the email to? Did you send it to Jeremy at jeremyharold.com? If so, what is your email? And we'll look it up right now. Eli, keep, uh, keep an eye on that for me, please. All right, let's go from to Deuteronomy. Some dads don't like to discipline their kids, but it's a necessary part of being a father. Any undisciplined child will likely have problems. You'll likely have problems governing him or her self as an adult. Rightfully administered discipline and the most effective form differs from child to child. It helps a child avoid making bad decisions. Find out what form of discipline works best for each of your children. And only discipline for disobedience, not childhood accidents such as spilt milk. Never discipline out of anger. (sighs) So Amy's going to be evicted, Eli. That's apparently what's happening. So if we can get her email, we can search and look up and see what's going on, okay? God, I have felt the force of your discipline on me. It's never easy to take, but I now know it's necessary. If I learn one thing from your discipline, I pray that it will be how to pass along the fatherly talent of disciplining in love to my own children. I pray I will never discipline them in the heat of anger or for the wrong reason or without hearing their side of the story. I pray you will show me the specific method of discipline that will work best for each of my children. Most of all, help my kids know that I love them at all times and that my discipline of them is one measure of that love. I tell my children that all the time. Do you think if I didn't care about you, I'd be disciplining you? If I didn't care about you, then I wouldn't say anything. And Eli, we just passed 1,600 people watching on on, uh, Rumble. People are hungry for the gospel, folks. People are hungry for the gospel, and we're going to help Amy. We're going to put the Slurp Fund to use as we are going to cross. With this help of Amy, we're going to definitely be over $50,000 for the year. We were right around 50000 I don't know the exact number, but with helping Amy, I have a feeling we're going to cross that pretty, it's pretty easy, and that's what God wants us to do. If you're just joining in, make sure you share and like this video, okay? Discipline, folks. Discipline. Alright, I've got a new video from Ray Comfort. Who's ready? Again, I normally don't show these till Friday, but he came out with this last night. And I and, and, and I haven't even watched, I've only watched like three minutes of this. So I'll be watching right along with you, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. Heart MJ says buying my second field of greens. I love this stuff. Amen. Amen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Ray Comfort. Living Waters, newest video. Amen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Ray Comfort. Living Waters, newest video. Amen. All right, ladies and gentlemen, Ray Comfort. What do we got here? We got something going on here. Living Waters. Oh, I see. I see what's happening. All right, we had we had a little bit of a, a mistake there. My bad. All right, ladies and gentlemen, here we go. Ray Comfort and
2: Living Waters. This is Robert. I suspected he was a special needs student, so I was hesitant to put him on camera in case I asked him questions he couldn't answer. But he insisted that he come on camera, and I'm so glad he did. Do you ever get depressed?
3: Mm, sometimes I feel depressed when I like, get angry. But I never think about doing what they say. What's that? The suicide. I don't think about that. I have to keep on going and, and yet I'm, I could stay
2: happy. Is that your ultimate goal in life, to be happy? Yes, and to help others be happy as well. Is there something more important to you than happiness? So, Let's say you find a wallet with $2,000 in it, $100 bills, crisp, $100 bills. There's no name in the wallet. Would you keep it? No. I will give
3: it to the, the police officers to see if they can like, find out whose
2: wallet it is. The point I'm trying to make is there's something more important to you than Happiness and that's righteousness, doing the right thing. Can you hear what I'm saying? Yes. So, righteousness is far more important to you than happiness. You've been born again, do you know what that means? You're like born back to the planet. No, no, it's something in the Bible. In John chapter 3, Jesus said you must be born again to enter God's kingdom. And when you're born again, God makes you righteous in His sight. In fact, Without righteousness, your whole life is in terrible danger. So I'm going to share with you a few thoughts and see what you think. Do you think God's happy with you or is he angry at you?
3: I think he might be a little bit angry and happy.
2: Are you doing anything that's morally offensive to God? No. You're not. Not that much. That no. I... What do you mean not that much? What what are you doing that you think could be wrong in God's eyes?
3: I don't understand his motives sometimes. What does that mean? So for, when I asked my mom what, if God loves everyone, she says yes. And I told her about the LGBTQ community, and she said, well, God doesn't support them. But to me, that doesn't feel like it's respectful. I, if God does love everyone, why doesn't He
2: love that type of community? That's a good question. Is your mother a Christian? Yes. And you're not a Christian, and you have some problems with what Christianity says about homosexuality. Is that yes. right? Okay, I've got a question for you. Does God love adulterers? No, I, I doubt He'll accept that because that is un, like re- disrespectful. It's wrong, isn't it? Yes. You know, God loves homosexuals. He doesn't want homosexuals or adulterers or fornicators or liars or thieves to end up in hell, but they will if they continue to do things that are morally offensive to him. And homosexuality in the Bible. Is a sin in God's eyes. So God loves homosexuals. He takes no pleasure in the death of the wicked, the Bible says. And he's made provision for a homosexual to be made right with him. So let's get back to you and your standing before God. Do you think you're a good person?
3: We're all not good persons. We've done things bad.
2: So you're looking at pornography? No. When would you last look at pornography?
3: I never even heard of that.
2: How do you know you don't look at it if you've never heard of it? No, because I'm not interested in that. So when did you last look at pornography? Was it recently? Back as a young kid. So you started young. Well, that's morally offensive to God. Jesus said, Whoever looks at a woman and lusts for her has committed adultery already with her in his heart. How many lies have you told in your life?
3: Oh, man. A lot of lies.
2: Have you ever stolen something? No. Have you ever used God's name in vain? Well, sometimes I say, like. <sighs> that's blasphemy. Use the name of Jesus Christ. It's using His name as a cuss word. Yeah, but sometimes it
3: happens out of nowhere.
2: Yeah, it comes out of your mouth, out of mm-hmm. your heart, and it's wrong. It's using the Savior's name as a cuss word. Yeah. Instead of using a filth word that we use to describe human excrement, begins with S. You've substituted the name of Jesus Christ in its place. And the Bible says there's no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. It's the highest name ever. So that's called blasphemy. It's very serious in his eyes. So here's a little summation to show you're standing before God. If God judges you on Judgment Day, by that standard, as a liar, and I can't trust you when you say you've never stolen anything because you told me you lie all the time, you've blasphemed, you've looked at women with lust and committed adultery in your heart. If God judges you by those commandments, the Ten Commandments, you're going to be innocent or guilty.
3: Maybe innocent, but maybe guilty. I'm in between though.
2: You can't be. If you stand in court and you've Committed a serious crime, you can't say, Judge, I'm innocent and guilty. I'm in between. You'd go to you go to jail. So, man, you need you need to repent and put your faith in Jesus. Yeah. I'll tell you why. This is what the Bible said. And remember what we start. Oh, you got a call to take. Yeah. Is it important?
3: I'm heading there soon. I'm I'm doing an
2: interview. Is it the
3: guy with the dog? Yes. Oh, oh, okay. Okay. So just head on over whenever you're done. Okay. All right. Bye bye.
2: So let's get back to it. If you stand before God and He judges you by those commandments, you're going to be guilty and I don't want you to go to hell. True. I just met you. That horrifies me, the thought. And neither does your mom want you to go to hell. No. What you need is righteousness. You need to be made right with God. Let me share a Bible verse. It says, Riches profit not on the day of wrath, but righteousness delivers from death. Now, do you know how God can make you righteous? How He can cleanse you of sin?
3: I heard my mom always says, God gives people second chances. So probably I could get a second chance.
2: Well, this is the second chance. Jesus died on the cross to take the punishment for the sin of the world.
3: But there's, not, there's still sin in this world. People still murder, that's people right. still do bad things, people still make like m- movies that aren't supposed to be made, like horror films or like bad films.
2: Yeah, well, they'll answer to God, and so will you, and that's why you need to be made righteous. So let's look at you for a moment and not them. Jesus suffered and died on the cross, took the punishment for the sin of the world. Now you know that, but you may not know this. The Ten Commandments are called the moral law. You and I broke the law. Jesus came and paid the fine. That's what happened on the cross. If you're in court and you've got speeding fines, a judge will let you go if someone pays your fines. Do you understand that? you mm-hmm. will say, you're out of here. You can go because someone paid your fine. Well, God can forgive you. He can let you go. He can take the death sentence off you because Jesus paid the fine in his life's blood rose from the dead and defeated death, and if you'll simply repent of your sins and trust in Jesus, that is, turn from your sin, trust in Jesus, God promises and He cannot lie, He'll forgive every sin you've ever committed and He'll make you righteous in His sight, wash away your sins, He'll clothe you in righteousness, so when you stand before Him on Judgment Day, you are clean and He can grant you everlasting life as a free gift. Does that make sense? Yes. So, if you were to die today, you'd end up in hell. I don't want that to happen. God doesn't want that to happen. Your mum doesn't want that to happen. So when are you going to repent and put your faith in Jesus?
3: Perhaps I'll try this year.
2: What about today? It's never going to come if you put it in the future. Get right with God today. Think about it. Because you could die today. You don't know. You could die in your sleep tonight. I think I'm trying to scare you. You're right, yeah, because yeah. this is really scary. You should listen to your fears. You put on a parachute because you're scared of jumping. You put on a safety belt because you're scared of head-on collision and you put on the savior because you're scared of hell that's legitimate it's self-preservation so please think about what we talked about will you do that yes can i give you a book that i've written sure do you have a bible at home
3: i have like, multiple bibles
2: yeah well your mom's praying for you that you come to a place of genuine saving faith and be born again with a new heart and new desires so let me get that book for you and i'm going to give you something else okay, okay. This is called, Scientific Facts in the Bible. You'll enjoy it. Another little booklet called, Save Yourself Some Pain, which is Principles of Christian Growth for you. Robert, it's been great to talk to you. Thank you so much for listening today, okay? You're welcome. Have a great day. Thank you. People often say, I'd love you to talk to my unbelieving friend or family member. But why not send them this video? Just click on the share button and say, I'd love to know what you think of this.
0: Now, ladies and gentlemen, you can follow Ray Comfort on Living Waters, or go to Livingwaters.com, but on YouTube it's Living Waters, and I pray that they come to Rumble soon. Uh, maybe I'll start a Rumble channel for him and upload his videos for him. I, uh, if it wasn't for Ray Comfort um, and a few other people, you know Ken Ham and a few others, you know, I don't know where I would be. I don't know where I'd be in my walk with Christ. But Ray is very special because he has a way of uh, witnessing to people and, and he literally, truly listens to them. Like He recognized how much this kid loves his mother. So what did he say at the end? Your mom's been praying for you. When he said that, you could see a change in his eyes, in the kid's eyes. And Ray does such a great job of having a conversation and not talking at somebody, but talking with somebody. It's just remarkable. And I am forever an endorser of Ray Comfort's Street Ministry because I've never seen anybody do it similar. Not even close. I've seen people really good at it, but he's got his own way, kind of like I've got my own way of doing uh, a devotional show. You know what I mean? There's not another devotional show like this one, right? Look at all the great donations coming in for Amy. Mad Tess says, I'm crying, Jeremy. Thank you for sharing that. Well, I don't think we can go through a day here on Rise Up where tears are not shed. I don't know if that's possible. Not sure. But anyway, I want to go read for God uh, from God moments for men, okay? And I'm and I'm going to read from Philippians two, three, and four that says, "Think long term." Right. So we're talking about a nation restored, a nation refreshed. Well, how's that happen? Well, it can only happen if a nation turns to God, which we did a year ago in a dramatic fashion. We've been doing ever since. Evil is being exposed and crumbling, and we must think long term. Milo says, I don't mean to be negative, but I can't stand Ray's ministry style. You shouldn't scare people into relationship with God any more than you should scare a woman into marrying you. Milo, never even seen it like that at all. I don't think Ray Comfort has put fear to scare somebody to God ever. He's literally reading the gospel of what the gospel says. So if Ray is causing people to be fear of the Lord, well, then the gospel tells people to fear the Lord. And yes, we should Fear the Lord. But he's not scaring people into saying, well, you're going to have a crappy life if you don't. He's telling them you're going to go to hell if you don't. And if people don't hear that in a way that Ray tells them, then they're never going to understand it. At least he's not going, Firestone, Brim, and Hell, you gays. That's the kind of fear that you should not be preaching. But Ray does it in a loving way like God does. So I just, I completely and 100% disagree with you. But I'm glad you, uh, I'm glad you opined on your opinion of Ray. I hope you give him more of a chance because I don't think what you're said, what you said, is is. Uh, I just don't see that. I just don't see that. Milo says that's a good point. It's not bad, just not my favorite. Okay, I got you. I got you. That's okay. Well, at least at least you can uh, at least you can you know have the courage to say that uh, because it's it, not everything is everybody's cup of tea. You know what I mean? Um, Philippians 2, 3, and 4. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, rather in humility. Value others above yourselves. Now, we read that the other day, so I'm not going to read the whole thing again. That was the Elmo thing. But that's what we're talking about, ladies and gentlemen. How can we, how can we as a nation get God to turn his favor back on us when we are selfish, we have to think outwardly. That's the whole point of the, of the prayer when you wake up in the morning and you stop, stop praying for yourself and what you can accomplish. Only accomplish what God needs you to accomplish to further the kingdom of heaven. And you can't do that by being selfish. selfish you can only do that by being selfless. So if we're going to have a nation refreshed and restored, then turning back to God means checking yourself before you wreck yourself, <laughs> if that's the best way I can say it. That's the best way I can say it. Um, what do I have? Hold on one second here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end up playing something really funny for you at the end of the show today, uh, so stay tuned for that. But let's read from the Bible Promise Book for Mornings and Evenings, okay? Okay. And let's read from encouragement. We have to encourage other believers or other on the fencers to start turning to God. If we don't turn to God as a nation, then we won't make America great again. 2 Corinthians 7, 4. I'm acting with great boldness towards you. I have great pride in you. I am filled with comfort in all our affliction. I am overflowing with joy. Philippians 2 1. So if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the Spirit, any affection and sympathy, let's encourage one another to take steps of faith, to get out our comfortable our comfortable boats. Get out of our comfortable boats. Through our own example, we can inspire others to desire to follow Jesus. As we experience life together, let's spur one another on toward love and good deeds. Dear Lord, Help me look for ways to encourage others in their Christian walk. May my words and life inspire them to follow Jesus. Amen. You know, sometimes your actions speak a lot louder than words, folks. And just by people watching you be godly, they want to be godly. Milo says, thank you for putting up with me in the chat and allowing disagreement of opinion. Milo, you know you've been here since day one. We love you. Come on now. You're welcome. Thank you. Folks, we had had a record today here on Rise Up, a record 1,700 viewers. We've never had that live before, and uh, I'm, just, I'm so incredibly grateful that, um, that you guys all, I know a lot of you are watching from the West Coast. I mean, you're getting up early for this. You're getting up early for this. Chris says, each day is a journey for me, not easy, just moving forward for God. Between you and our mutual friend, my mission is becoming more defined, Be who you were created to be. One of you might be just the most amazing weapon of God's word. It could could change a nation. It could be any one of you. And maybe, just maybe. Maybe, just maybe. You're not allowing yourself to be what God created you to be. And maybe, just maybe through this show, we'll find somebody who's so amazing and so much has so much more of a, um, of a mission than any of us do. And you never know. You just never know. You never know who you're talking to, and you never know who's listening. That's one thing I've learned in this show. You never know who you're talking to, and you never know who's listening. You never know who's going to be crying out for help, and you never know how we can help them. But that's what this show is here to do. Onward, Christian soldier. Amen. Onward, Christian soldier. You know what we should do? It's been a while. It's been a while, hasn't it? It's been a while, hasn't it? I think it's time. I think it's time. It's been, let's say, three seconds. Two, one... Here we go. I think it's time, ladies and gentlemen. It's been too long. Get on your knees and just confess Get on your knees and just be blessed Hit with these and you'll beat that test But I'm bad at tests and I like to sin Sixteen years old, I was high to begin Thirty years old, I was crying within. Man, why did I always try to fit in? Thinking of things that might come next Thinking of drinking drugs and sex Thinking about all my regrets Thinking of these absurd requests To my wife and kids that are on the phone They've been feeling all alone They've been waiting day and night For the minute that daddy come rolling home And I thought I could do it all by myself Thought I could do it without God's help Thought I could do it from the minute I was in it But I didn't even know there was anybody else It felt the same way, just like me Help was on the way, you'll see J-E-S-U-S was coming and he came in the
4: name of G-O-D Come on! watching over you through all your darkest days so I could Bring you to your light Let you know that it was me I got you we're so, so far from saved I remember every time that you curse my name That J-E-S-U-S-U is the name That lets you know that you are saved now stay Yes, now. you are saved now stay I said the breaker of chains is here to stay now stay I brought you through that house of pain I strengthened you through suffering I raised you up, up on your knees and Come I on, sing us. here we go No, you never knew, never knew Never knew I was it for you Never knew I was beside Every single second of every day, every single step along the way, watching you suffer, it killed me. Until you got down upon your own knees, and asked for me to enter your life. That is when I showed you my light. As long as you keep me in the state never mislead you just trust me said this armor of god is not heavy come on say this armor of God is not come heavy word. christian soldier, you wear the armor
0: Take it off, Ephesians 6:11 got me focused on the cross. If it wasn't for the sacrifice, we would all be lost. I will ride with King Jesus cuz he chose to pay that cost. Come I on. Ride. Ride.